Welcome to Live Fully, an Ethan Naturals podcast, where we discuss and share information about everything in the world of natural medicine, like Kratom. I'm co-founder Victor Chung, and with me is co-founder Alexander Karp. Hi, Alex. Good morning. Morning. Today, we're going to talk about how important it is to stay hydrated when consuming Kratom to help avoid things like constipation. Let's get started. So, Alex, I don't know if you've heard, but we've had customers come into our store saying that they've experienced constipation when using Kratom. And so they were asking us, is this a common side effect with Kratom use? Compounds that interact with our opioid receptors do commonly create an effect of either constipation or kind of removing water, say, from bowel movements. And so as an example, Imodium AD is a very common over-the-counter medication that is used for anti-diarrhea effects. But that is actually an opioid agonist, and that's how it works. And so, yes, it is kind of these compounds like mitragynines, which are partial opioid agonists, I would expect to have kind of a similar effect. And in some cases, it can be a benefit where, you know, if there's a loose stool or loose bowel movement, and kind of like when I travel, sometimes I get that stomach issue. And so I use Kratom, and that actually helps me in that instance. But then there's other times if I consume large amounts of Kratom, especially kind of the whole leaf fibrous material, that can lead to a constipation effect. Yeah, I'm the same way, Alex. When you're talking about you traveling, that's me all the time. I think I'm probably being a little too personal, but I have, you know, frequent bowel movements. And I love the fact that Kratom has this effect. It kind of keeps things in more manageable frequencies. So, But if you're not like me and you would prefer not to have this effect, uh, what would you suggest someone do? I think we all know that hydration is very important. And uh, one of the websites I check frequently is called New Atlas. And they, they kind of combined articles about new product releases, new research that comes out, and just happened so that about two months ago, they, they had an article that was referencing a new study that the NAH.gov put out looking at the link between hydration and biological age. And so what the study did was they looked at something called uh, serum sodium levels. So this is kind of how much sodium is in the, the blood system of about like, I think, 15,000 people they tracked for over 15 years to kind of see. And that serum sodium level correlates to hydration. And they found that people who showed indication of not being hydrated very well also showed a older biological age. So it just puts more stress on the body in all sorts of ways. And that was also correlated to a 2019 study that was looking at taking lab mice and actually depriving them of adequate hydration levels And they actually showed a large amount of health issues that actually then also led to a measurable shorter lifespan of these mice. And so I think we know that hydration is important. And in fact, a few years ago now, when I was traveling to Indonesia to actually look at Kratom farms and plants and see them out there, I noticed that there was this public health campaign going on where every bathroom I went into, especially like in the airports, the public areas, every stall had like this little chart that would show like a color indicator of urine. And so the darker it was, was kind of showing this warning sign of, well, if you have this kind of darker color, 
you should take note that you're not drinking enough water. And so the, the campaign was around just how to increase the general health of their population. And it was all about just educating the public about why hydration and just drinking water was so important. Wow, that's so interesting. Admit it, were you comparing your own urine color <laughs> to the chart? Actually, it did remind me because especially, you know, it's a very long set of flights to get over to Indonesia. And so a lot of sitting in the airplane, drinking uh, water with soda, sometimes to give you wine, all that kind of stuff. And so it did help. I mean, it's, it's right there in front of you. And so even though I'm like, you know, tired at that point, kind of off of several legs of getting one flight after another, it was like, oh, yeah, it's a good reminder. OK, I should drink more water. And so it was that constant reminder is beneficial because I definitely find myself personally some days or some weeks I'm really good at drinking water all the time and I feel great and other times I feel like I have a headache or I just feel slower and kind of a little bit groggy and then it takes me sometimes a while to be like oh I actually haven't been drinking much water I've been drinking maybe more sugary drinks or diuretics like uh, that kind of just pull water out of my system and so yeah I definitely notice a big correlation to that and it's always helpful even though I'm very aware of it and I've seen these research articles, it's still, you know, it's simple, but it's not easy to do on an everyday, every week basis. Yeah, I find that when I see that it's lighter colored, I'm like, yes, I'm doing, I'm doing good. <laughs> so it's interesting that you're sharing that story about, you know, one of your travels to Indonesia. You know, that research that you were sharing about longevity, that's really interesting because, you know, we all kind of know, and you've touched on it before, that just staying hydrated, drinking more water helps with your immune system. It can help with alleviating, you know, certain types of headaches. And of course, with exercise and weight loss, kind of one of the reasons why I purposely try to drink more water is, you know, I find that, you know, I'm able to kind of control my diet, my hunger, and I feel like my exercise are more productive because I'm not thirsty. I can power through things more. But yeah, it was really interesting that I didn't know anything about the longevity stuff. So Thanks for, for sharing that. So all of that, we know, everyone knows hydration is important, but kind of bringing it back, how does hydration, why is it important with Kratom use? Uh, yeah, so two main, I mean, from my own personal experience, when I consume our Etha tablets, it is the whole plant material, which means it's a lot of fibrous cellulose material. And that just by itself can soak up a lot of water and kind of require that level of hydration just to kind of move through my body. And so I've noticed that I think back that long time ago when I tried, when I did something like 30, 35 grams of Kratom just to see if it would help me sleep, that was obviously an excessive amount of Kratom. I mean, 10 times a typical dose. And that I definitely noticed, you know, some constipation effects from that amount of Kratom. And I have noticed that when I travel up to Big Bear, which is a mountainous area, higher elevation, so it's a very dry, arid climate up there. So that's kind of putting that, you know, hydration stress on my body. They need to drink more water just to compensate for breathing. All that water comes out during our breath. And a lot of times when I was up there, I was doing a lot of manual labor, so taking a lot of Kratom. And I really noticed that when I did not drink water and I used Kratom, then, yeah, I would have like much more like solid bowel movements, so to speak. So kind of getting towards that borderline constipation. But then I started to, you know, back to that kind of issue when I'm conscious of drinking water. When I would drink lots of water and really kind of stay hydrated, I noticed I didn't have any of that negative effect or kind of leading towards. It was just like a normal bowel movement. Everything felt great. 
And so for me, yes, when I use Kratom, as long as I hydrate properly, then I don't have any of those negative constipation effects. Yeah, I remember that the little experiment we did where we tried to consume as much Kratom as we possibly could take in. And you did, what, 30 grams? I could only do half of which you did. And for the first time, like I said in, in the beginning of this, I have no issues with, with bowel movements. And for the first time, I actually had to go to the bathroom, sat down, and nothing happened. And I was like, oh, this is what people are talking about. <laughs> so it was a unique experience for me. But I've never had that issue really with my regular Kratom use. And mainly it's because while I do take our tablets in the morning, and depending on how little sleep I've been getting, you know, just from you know, all the stresses of life and, and all the things I have to do, I'll take a couple of tablets here and there, some of our midnight dream at night to help sleep, improve that deep sleep. But for the most part, most of the Kratom I consume is through tea. So through making a, a beverage. So I'll take our Kratom in our tea bags and steep it and make a big old cup of it. And then I'll just continue to add hot water in throughout the day and drink it. And if I don't have that, I'll have a cold brew version of it in the refrigerator. And so I think thankfully in my process, I just stay hydrated. And so I don't have these kind of same issues that, that folks are talking about. So, so if you do have that, definitely look into, you know, making some sort of beverage with your Kratom and our tea bags actually make it really convenient, easy to do it uh, versus trying to stir in a powder or <laughs> I don't know, you know, breaking up our tablets or something. The tea bags are great. So Alex, is there a concern about drinking too much water, staying too hydrated? Like everything in this world, too little or too much can be not a good thing. So yes, even though drinking water and staying hydrated, since it's something, at least for me personally, and it seems to be for a lot of our society that we have like kind of this chronic underhydration. So it's kind of more the messages of like, always drink more, drink more, drink more. There is definitely instances where too much water is not good for our bodies because even though our body is something like 75% water, the other parts, those minerals and electrolytes, so we have sodium, potassium, those salts is really what drives a lot of the function within that kind of like the cell membrane. And so there's, you know, certain activity through the cell that is all about that ion exchange. And so what happens is that if you drink too much water, essentially the body doesn't have enough of those salts to function properly. And I actually experienced this personally. So uh, several years ago, I, I took a trip to Borneo, which is a, a jungle actually kind of just north of Indonesia, one of the main islands of West Kimakantan. And there, since I was in this very humid, hot environment, constantly sweating, just, you know, my body was trying to adjust and just flushing out lots of sweat. And unfortunately, the body can't just flush water like that. I mean, the sweat has a lot of the salts and minerals in it. So as I was sweating, those vital minerals are coming out. And I was drinking water like crazy. I was like, I'm going to get ahead of this. Like, you know, I was like, ah, I jet lag. I can help my jet lag by staying hydrated. Just hydration in general is so good for me when I travel. I feel better. So I don't know, I, I can feel myself sweating. So I'm going to drink lots of water. And I was doing really well for a while. But then I think towards the end of this trip, it was, it was a good like week or week and a half. So it was a long time kind of doing this. And I was also 
doing some scuba diving around water at the time. So kind of exerting a lot of energy as well and kind of like sweating more than I realized. And I started feeling some almost symptoms of like lightheadedness, flu-like, maybe it's like a temperature. And it was super bizarre. And what I finally realized was that things that were super salty tasted almost sweet to me. So my body was kind of giving me the signal of like, you really, really need salt. And ironically, though, the country, they had some health campaigns that they were trying to remove like high sodium foods. And so in the U.S., I'm kind of accustomed to high sodium foods just everywhere. So I don't really have to try to get salt in my diet here. I just kind of whatever foods are around, I eat them and I get almost too much sodium as kind of like the American diet. But sometimes traveling that's not the case with other food supplies. And so this, you know, Borneo didn't have all of the sodium in their food. And I actually had to kind of hunt around and try and find sodium. So as an example, all the restaurants in Borneo, none of them had like salt and pepper on the table. You just couldn't really get sodium. And then what Didn't I ended you go up to doing, like the American embassy or something uh, close. It was a it was an American like a like a Marriott chain. So I went oh. I had to find basically like the American franchise hotels that had restaurants inside of them that had more of the traditional condiments, including the salt and pepper shaker on the table. That was the only place I could find pure salt <laughs> on the table. And like and it was so bad that like I would I literally poured like a a teaspoon probably of salt into my hand and just like licked it and put it in my mouth. And like I said, it was, it tasted good. It was like super sweet and like satisfying, which normally if I pour salt in my hand and put it in my mouth, it's like, it's like, Ooh, it's just too salty. It's like, nope, I need water to wash it down. So it was really incredible just how our body changes. If you kind of listen to it, where it's one of those things of if something tastes good or there's, I mean, there's a reason for it. You have that craving, your body's trying to help you if you really listen to it. Thank you for tuning in and getting some more insight on the importance of staying hydrated when frequently using Kratom. As always, thanks for listening to the Live Fully podcast by Ethan Naturals. Please support us by shopping at ethanaturals.com or ethacratum.com. If you have any suggestions for topics that you'd like us to cover, please write to us at support at ethanaturals.com. And we'd love to hear it and hopefully incorporate it in our next episode. And finally, please sign up for our newsletter on our website. That way you'll get kind of first dibs on any new products that we're launching. And we will be launching some new ones shortly. So check it out. Until then, this is Victor Chung. This is Alexander Karp. And as always, live fully. <laughs>